Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action and create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in the tech field starts right now. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Today I will be speaking with Sandy Castro. Sandy is the proud president and chief hope officer of IC Stars, a workforce development organization and a social enterprise. IC Stars exists to develop change-driven individuals to excel in technology careers and affect change as community leaders. Sandy is also an advisory board member of the Chicago Innovation Awards and advisory board member of Women Tech Founders. Sandy enjoys working with IC Stars alums in their entrepreneurial endeavors, both for-profit and nonprofit, and is currently working on expanding the IC Stars model into new cities. Sandy is close to finishing her book, Change and Equity. Welcome to the show, Sandy. I'm so excited to have you. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks. All right, let's jump in. I'd love for you to tell our listeners um, and share with them your career journey and how you got to where you are today. Wonderful. Um, so let me take you back to uh, my past life, which was being a school teacher. I, I taught math and science, um, and I had the wonderful opportunity to work with kids in all different settings. Mm-hmm. So I was a consultant for school corporations, so I'd work with kids in rural, suburban, and urban environments and train teachers as well. And the thing that I realized was that so many kids were were facing so much adversity in their lives Mm -hmm. and that the more adversity kids had faced, the more resilient they were. Um, And and yet the narrative was that these kids weren't ready for school, they couldn't do higher math, yada, yada, we've all heard that. Um, And so I was kind of, I I kind of set out to prove them wrong. Um, And so I would, you know, teach in a very interactive way that was focused on the whole individual. So, mm-hmm. for example, um, you know, my chemistry class, I'd pull down the periodic table, and everybody got to pick their element, and that's who they'd be for the whole semester. So if you were iron, I would call you Effie. If you were gold, I would say, hey, you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for laughing. That's <laughs> molecules are so packed tightly together, you know, and then the liquids, I broke off a section of the 
into the classroom and I say, you know, your molecules are a little more spread out, but you'll always take the, the shape of your container. Mm-hmm. And that the gases were free to move about. Um, be, you know, so if I left the door open, they could leave. And, you know, truth be told, what every 17-year-old wants, I don't care where you are, is freedom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, immediately the college would be like, well, that is not fair. You know, and I'd say, well, then you've got to change your state of matter. Or, like class mobility, we have to begin to change our state of mind. And that on in our journey together, we're going to get all the freedoms that we want, but we're just going to use the language of science. And the tricky thing about all of this is that you can't forget who you are at the end of the day. So for some of us, it's going to be easier to change our state of matter. It's going to be about heating or cooling or or pressure. But for others of us, it's going to be more difficult. Yo, Mercury, you know, so, so how do we figure out how we get what we need or we want, but also remember who we are and the unique properties of who we are? Um, so anyway, you know, I, I had a great time. My kids did great. They killed it. They, they fell in love with science. And, um, one day, one of the, one of the guys came to, to visit me for, uh, to take me to lunch, my summer student. And the kid was brilliant. like could figure out cold fusion brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was excited. So what are you doing with your science? What, you know? And he said, you know, I am, I'm working with chemicals. And I'm like, what are you doing? You're smashing atoms, what, you know? And he says, no, 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 I'm working in cleaning services at one of the hotels downtown. And you'd be surprised at what people don't know about the basic properties of ammonia. Mm. And I just felt my heartbreak. I mean, here was this kid was brilliant. He was telling me that he was cleaning toilets, that he was, he was not even making minimum wage because of, his documentation status, like this was such a waste of talent, of potential, and of opportunity. And and he saw me. I was upset. And he said, you know, Sandy, you're not listening. Like you've always taught us that leadership is making opportunities for others. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't matter if, you know, I'm in a lecture hall or a lab coat or cleaning toilets. I'm teaching people just like you taught us. And that was like the defining moment where wow. I knew. Yeah, like what I wanted, you know, this was the late 90s, that technology was hot, there was a shortage of of programmers, everybody needed a website, and the world had been declared flat. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, what, what we needed more than anything was people who could think outside the box and all of that, but also people who knew how to walk between worlds, right? Like that the white middle-class male way of doing business was about to change in a global context and who better to kind of enter the workforce and enter into doing technology work and creative uh, technology work at that. But, you know, folks who are coming from uh, coming from adversity and knowing how to walk between worlds and, and how to, you know, take all that resiliency and put it in this new context. So, that was kind of the let's start IC stars and, and teach technology and systems thinking, but also develop the next generation of community leaders. I just love that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Um, you can tell your passion for just, you know, helping people, bringing in opportunities for others, 
Um, and I just, I, I think I could sit all day and listen to your stories because you are just amazing. Um, so you spent a lot of your career in education and training. So um, we kind of know what sparked the passion. It was the adversity and the resilience of these students. But um, tell me what that moment was like, you know, when you were, when it actually hit you that I want to do something with this. Yeah. So I remember walking down Wabash Avenue and I, you know, I think every entrepreneur has this moment when you know, like, and you know it because you're asking it, you, mm -hmm. you have it too. Sure. And that you go from being really great at what you did. Like I was a terrific teacher. Um, and you know, I would have a, a long career of being a teacher. Um, and, and, and you go from like that to realizing I'm going to go into uncharted territory because I have an idea and a drive to do something more. Um, and this is unknown, you know, I, I, I don't know how it's going to work. And, and, you know, of course my mom was like, no, please don't do this. You know, <laughs> don't give up a steady career where there'll always be work to build something new. Um, and, you know, the other co-founder, you know, Leslie uh, Beller was just such a great marketer. And she, you know, she she was building the community of support all around us so that all I really had to do was focus on operations and figure out what was the nut? How are we going to teach technology and leadership in the same frame? Mm -hmm. um, but that moment on Wabash Avenue, I really felt like, the world just got smaller and bigger at the same time. You know, it was kind of like it was going, whoa, bad, whoa, bad. I was on the precipice of something really big and really different and really hard. And then the adrenaline starts flowing, right? I was I was in that moment, too, many, many years ago. <laughs> yes, yes. And then you just, you can work day and night putting this together because you're so excited to do it, and and then that kind of evolved to IC Stars. So, kind of tell us more about IC Stars. What what is the program? How, who is who do you target? And then what happens after they go through the training? Sure. So we are we we find talent, we train talent, and we put talent to work in in technology careers. Um, and the program itself is a four month boot camp. Uh, intensive 12 hours a day and every cohort of 20 folks um, is give, they're given a business problem by a fortune 500 company they are divided up into four or five teams they form their own consulting companies and then they're competing with each other for this RFP um, and so you know they're building software and uh, the software is real and we're able to script some of our learning objectives through the client. So the client will say, okay, I would, well, we want to see 10 user stories by next week. And the learner's like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> and they'll have to like go and research, figure it out. And then we'll send a subject matter expert in for the last mile to kind of help them get there. And so it's a, a different model of teaching where uh, we're not pre-teaching. We're assuming that resilient people already have the skills. We're just providing a context for them to really unpack that that toolkit that they've built. Um, and so a lot happens in the debrief sessions 
after the client meeting. Um, and the learner has to really be able to articulate, like, here's what I know, here's what I don't know, and here's where I want to go. Um, so, yeah, and this is uh, four months, and then we um, do job placement, and, you know, our, our placement rate is about 75%, and the average earning increase is about 300% from wow. before program to after i know right and mm -hmm. and some metrics that we're really proud of too are uh you know we have um over 60 homeowners in our alumni association so folks who may have been receiving public assistance are now buying homes and oftentimes buying homes in the communities that they came from um instead of you know moving out to the suburbs to be closer to work because we also ask the question what if we determine success not by getting out of the hood, but by investing mm -hmm. back in? How would mm -hmm. that change things? Um, and, you know, 57 businesses have been started by our alums, so they're literally creating jobs and then hiring from the community. Um, and, and those are the things that we're, like, super proud of. So, you know, the average um, uh, uh, intern at IC Stars is someone who has faced adversity, who loves technology, and wants to make a change in the world uh, and has responsibilities outside of themselves. So we look for resiliency. We look for critical thinking skills um, and a passion to be a change agent. Are there some assessments that you put them through initially, or um, is it just an interview that determines that? Yeah, great question. So, yes, the assessment process is about 12 hours. Wow. And so... Yeah, um, and, and interestingly enough, the top of our funnel is 400 people. So 400 people will um, inquire about the, joining IC Stars to select 20. Um, and that we're looking for not just aptitude for technology, but attitude, motivation, drive, and leadership. Um, and so the assessment process in itself uh, sort of, you know, folks will self-select out throughout the process and say, you know, maybe I'm not ready now and maybe I'll be ready later. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and so by the time the 20 people are selected, they are ready and motivated and, and really have fought for their seat. Um, but it's it's competitive. It's, it's, it's like a, applying to an Ivy League school in terms of the odds, you know. That's great. Wow. Well, I have goosebumps just listening to this, but I know that you probably feel an amazing se uh, sense of self-satisfaction, that you are making such a difference in the world with not only training them, but then putting them back into our economy where they're buying homes and they're going on vacations and they're feeding their families and they're growing their their value to their organizations. That is just amazing. Is there any continuous, um, after they've graduated and you place them, is there any continuous outreach to them to see, um, you know, what that journey is going to look like or is looking like? Yes, absolutely. And, and I think this is such an important differentiator. So we really believe that IC Stars is something you don't go through. It's something you join. Mm. Um, and so our alums are connected to us for years and years. Like I still know uh, I, I've been to weddings and baby showers and everything. <laughs> our first cycle, you know, in 2000. 
Um, but yeah, so, and I think that that's a very important thing. I mean, the thing about workforce development is that traditionally it's something that you do and you never really look back um, because it helps you get from one place to another. And so if we think about that same notion of leadership as making opportunities for others, we're asking our, 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 our alums, you know, what are you doing for others and how can we as a community help? And how are they leveraging their social capital mm -hmm. to really, you know, make a change? Um, and so we have an active alumni association uh, two years after graduation from the boot camp is called our residency. And so we're working with um, our graduates to do job placement, career counseling, college counseling. Um, there are meetups and trainings and, of course, the IC Stars signature events that we hold, we hold quarterly are thought leadership events for technology executives to come together and talk about the future of technology. And so our residents and alums are always participating in those conversations and events as well. That's great. So they do become part of family almost because they're always connected. And they're not only connected with you, but they're connected with their fellow um, uh, students that were in their cohort and probably with the alumni group with other cohorts as well. So it really gives them an amazing community to continue to grow in. Stay tuned for the rest of today's interview after a brief word from our sponsor. Are you an expert in your field? Are you a woman who values thought leadership? We'd love to have you join us as a guest on an upcoming episode of Tech in the Right Direction. Visit us at directionstraining.com forward slash podcast to apply today. While there, be sure to check out Directions Training's newest initiative, the WIT Cloud Power Scholarship for Azure Fundamentals Certification. This year, we have offered 100 scholarships to women for the Microsoft Azure Fundamentals Training Course, valued at $950 per student as an opportunity to start their pathway to becoming a Microsoft Certified Professional. Help us continue to drive social change and the advancement of women in the technology industry. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. We now rejoin our host, Jennifer Didier, with today's guest. Now, I know you're passionate about, and we've talked a, a, a bit about creating opportunities for others. Can you share some stories about how maybe some of the alums or you have created opportunities for others? It's always nice to see, to hear a story. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, the, the alums will come back, they'll teach. Uh, when they learn something new. So, you know, we were doing a robotic process automation project, and one of our residents was really working in that space. And so she came in and, and did a number of, of workshops for that current cohort. And that was huge because not only was it, you know, like it, it, it strengthened those partnerships, those relationships, but it was really awesome to learn from a learner who just learned something, yeah. you know, and we, say like we don't really know something until we teach someone else and so that's fabulous and um and and so things like that like they're they our our alums are always plugging in but then you know i think about muhammad one of our alums who's building a rotation project or a rotation um process for ic stars alums in cybersecurity, and mm. so he's working 
with it. And he's, you know, a senior cybersecurity guy, and he now has the authority to be able to build a rotation program and bring folks in. And so he's creating opportunities that way. Um, and then, you know, another of our alums created a mobile app um, to help folks uh, access bail money if they are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, give, you know, make it possible for people to contribute or to donate so that that opportunity is afforded to folks who, who can't afford it. And so I see lots of different ways that people are not only plugging in, but using technology to solve some very complex and challenging problems of our time. Wow, that's very impressive. Very impressive. And I have to mention that when you said robotics and you used the word she, it warmed my heart. <laughs> yes. Because the more women we have in technology, the better it's going to be. So I love that. <laughs> um, so, you know, change is so eminent in our world today, right? We've just gone through a major change with COVID and when they talk about new normal or, you know, this is where we're headed. Um, and you are definitely a change agent because you believe in that. Tell us more about how you inspire change because change is not really easy for people, right? We, we like to drive to work the same way. We go to church and we sit in the same pew at the same place every week. So how do you inspire change? Well, thank you for this question because I think it's so rich, you know, Change is uncomfortable. That's mm-hmm. how we know it's working. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I think as a learning designer, I, I can see uh, a, a great, like, let's exploit change. Because essentially what we're doing is we're teaching people to be change agents, right? Mm-hmm. We're building the software and the systems that are going to change our businesses. And then we've got to really sell that change. Um, and, and so what if we sort of use that blueprint to develop software and to be a change agent there to develop leaders in our community who are going to solve the problems and build the solutions and be agents of change, right? So that if we can just embrace change on a very personal level, like move through that uncomfortable um, time, you know, I, I think about it as a, as a math teacher, The reason why so many people hate math or are afraid of math is that the first step of learning something complex, it kicks our butt. It's hard. Mm -hmm. We have to sort of look at ourselves and say, I don't know, and embrace that ambiguity and what's uncomfortable and that not knowing something in order to start to know it, and that that's the most terrifying part. Um, and I think that the same is true of any change. And so if we can learn how to identify change and, and step into it and acknowledge that fear but move through it, I think we can do anything. And that's really exciting to me. Um, I think we can, yeah. No, that's good. I mean, that's so interesting because I loved what you said about um, change is uncomfortable. And I was just listening to a podcast that said, you know, um, if you're comfortable and you're rolling something out in your business, you're already too late. 
Um, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so it has to feel uncomfortable. It has to feel like a challenge to you in order for it to be successful. So, yes, embracing it, uh, being a change agent, I think, and I love that you said it's exciting because that's how I feel about change because in our industry, that's all we have is you know, I tell a lot of people that what I knew yesterday, I made a decision based on that. And what I know today, I make a different decision because, you know, I didn't know that. And so you constantly have to evolve. You constantly have to be dynamic. And I know it's very difficult for us as humans, but we have to embrace it. That's right. Especially in technology, like it's that's what it is, you know. It's mm-hmm. it's what's new, and how can we how can we make this better, stronger, faster, cheaper? Like, yep. it, it's it's <laughs> the elements of change. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's great. Um, so you know, obviously, business doesn't come without challenges. Can you share maybe a challenge or two that helped you grow in your career, and maybe you still refer to those uh, lessons learned today? Sure. You know, I think a, a big challenge for me, um, sort of going into this world of of technology, of, of technology work from education, um, was really kind of learning to be visible. And it's, you know, the, the story that I'll tell is uh, I was taking all the interns to a networking event um, at the Sears Tower or whatever you want to call it. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and it was, you know, and, and so they were networking and I was kind of sitting back and, and, and making sure everybody was okay. When this woman came up to me and said, how do you like the program? And, um, I kind of laughed and because I'm always flattered when someone thinks I'm an intern, um, mm-hmm. that I could A, be that young and B, be that smart. Um, <laughs> and I, so I said, you know, like kind of laughing, I, I said, well, I like it very much. I'm, I'm the founder. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she she had this crazy look on her face and said, can we talk for a minute out in the hall? And I was like, sure. You know, I made sure everybody was okay and went out in the hall. And, mm-hmm. and then she proceeded to just cuss me out, mm. like cuss out. Like I wondered if I should take my earrings off kind of thing. Like, what is this? You know? Um, and I couldn't really even hear what she was saying because it was so abrupt. It was so abrasive. Mm-hmm. It was, and so I, I had to kind of tune in, and what I heard her say was, how dare you be invisible? All this time, we thought Icy Stars was uh, a white lady with expensive shoes. Hmm. And had we known that there was this sister behind the organization kind of making it work, it could have changed the way we thought about starting organizations. How dare you be invisible? How mm-hmm. dare you be invisible to all of the, the students that you have that think that the face of IC Stars is, is, is one that doesn't look like us? How dare you be invisible to all the students that you will have? And mm-hmm. it, was, it was a crazy moment, but I, and I felt it like my face felt hot. I, I was really like, I, you know, what, what is going to happen here? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just looked at her and I said, thank you. Um, thank you for saying that. And, you know, when I tell this story to young people, they're like, no, you didn't say thank you. You didn't post it. You, didn't, you know, and I'm like, no, it was probably the best gift that she could have given me. Um, because, you know, a few months later, the, uh, 
the the other co-founder would step down and leave the organization and and she was the president of IC Stars and I was the vice president and we were both co-founders and mm-hmm. I was sitting in a board meeting and the board was talking about doing a national search for uh, the new executive director and I was thinking what are you talking about? I'm sitting right here. Yeah. What, what, it would be me. Like, why aren't you thinking about me? Like, what am I, invisible? Mm-hmm. And I remember that conversation. And I, you know, I got very upset. I, I was like, you know, one of those moments where you're like, I'm either going to cry or scream at someone, so I better leave the room now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I left, and I was going upstairs, and one of the board members um, tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, baby girl, you go back down there and get your job. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, and, and, you know, he didn't really sound like Steve Harvey, but I think that's a good story. <laughs> but uh, I remember coming back downstairs and saying, okay, it's me. You know, I'm the, I'm the executive director and, uh, and I've been here all along. I'm confident that I can step into this role and these are the things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I just was quiet and they were like, oh, yeah, of course. And and that moment is like been in my head and in my heart was so terrifying and scary to stand up and be visible for it. Um, actually, it wasn't such a big deal for them. They were like, "Oh yeah, of course." And then we like moved on to talk about the organization's finances. Um, wow, was, it was huge. Like being visible and standing in our stuff, and you know, as women, I think we're really good. At setting the table for other people to eat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that we feed ourselves last, and so it was about taking my seat. and And I use the story in so many ways, not just for me, but for all the folks who do IC stars and telling them like how important it is to be visible. And even in the most you know stressful times and scary times, how important it is to stand up for who we are, be seen. That is amazing. And, you know, we talk about confidence and uh, women, you know, like you said, they serve, they set the table for everyone else to eat, but then they sit on the side, you know, a lot of times. And having that confidence, being visible, I love, love, love these stories. Um, That is so important for us as lessons learned, to feel that we are just as good, we are ready for the challenge, we can do an amazing job. Um, And that's what this podcast is geared towards, you know, where women are listening and saying, we're inspiring them to build that confidence so that they can actually uh, go out and do amazing things, which, you know, we, we can do and we are doing on a daily basis. So I just yeah. I, I absolutely love your story, and I am going to use that being visible and how dare you be invisible, right? Because it is so important. People need to know you, and it's your job to stand up for yourself. Yes. Great, 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 great. Well, this has been so much fun. I, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> but um, in closing, tell Tell our listeners what advice you would give women who might be considering a career in technology. They might be in the early stages of technology or they might be, you know, uh, in the the industry and loving it. What advice would you give them? Well, I would say, you know, fear not, like embrace the change. At the end of the day, 
IT is about solving problems and building solutions. And frankly, we do this every day by necessity um, versus luxury. And there is nothing wrong with stepping into that as a career or if we are already in technology, um, acknowledging the solutions that we build um, because we are the builders. Uh, and, and it's a short path from building to recognizing what it is that we've built and to, to step into our power by not being invisible. That's awesome advice. Sandy, thank you so much. Can you share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you and IC Stars? Absolutely. So visit us at our website. Uh, website. It's the letter I, the letter C, stars.org. Um, and uh, and sign up to, to volunteer, to hire, to, to sponsor, to engage with our events. We'd love to have you participate with us uh, and plug in. Um, and we're always looking for people to, to volunteer with us. So so don't be shy. Come in and, 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 and have fun with us. Um, I promise you won't regret it. Yeah, what a great organization. Thank you, Sandy. You're an inspiration to all of us. Oh, thank you. Thanks for this great podcast. You're killing it. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week. From IT skill enhancements to end-user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide collection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.